Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, our guest is Will Carter of No Limits Fitness in Monroe, North Carolina. Will, what's going on, man? How are you today? I'm doing great, Joe. How about yourself? I am tremendous. I'm excited to to dive into this because there's a lot of moving parts here. I got a pretty good idea of No Limits and, and what this is as a business off air before we started our conversation. But for the people who aren't familiar, Will, tell us first and foremost what No Limits Fitness is. When you describe this gym and this business to other people, what do you tell them? So No Limits Fitness, uh, we're a 24-7 gym. I say we're a training facility. So obviously you've got lots of gyms nowadays that are like chain gyms, commercial gyms. Um, We're more of like an independent training style gym. We have lots of specialized equipment, equipment from Prime, Atlantis, uh, Arsenal Strength, Body Masses, all that kind of stuff. We have a big powerlifting segment, um, a lot of bodybuilders. We do have some strong men. Um, and we do also have like boot camp classes as well. But the, the thing that I describe our gym at No Limits is, right, it sounds kind of corny and cheesy, but what we have built is like a culture and a community. Um, and it's, you know, every time members walk in the door, they're getting a fist pump, they're getting a hey, and they're being called by their name. Um, and I think that personal touch is off, has been lost um, with a lot of gyms, you know. So when members come to our gym, that's something that they love. They love that they're greeted and they love that everybody's paying attention and noticing their progress. Like, hey, you look amazing. Whatever you're doing is working. And that's kind of between myself, uh, my business partner, and all the trainers is like the culture and the community that we've created there. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's sad to say, but the personal aspect is something that we focus on. And it's not necessarily so for a lot of facilities in right. our industry. You guys have doubled down on that. Take me back a little bit, Will. I'm interested in origin stories on things like this. Tell me not necessarily the day that the doors open, but tell me the day that the idea popped into your head. I'm going to open up my own gym. What was going on for you? And and what was the catalyst behind all of this? So I'm obviously originally from England, um, you know, and I was kind of, I wasn't in a great place. Uh, You know, I wasn't, I was getting very frustrated, wasn't developing in my life needed a change. So I became a personal trainer. And the first thing I did was look up personal training jobs abroad. The first thing that pops up is working on a cruise ship. And I was like, that's pretty awesome. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. So got an interview. Three weeks later, found out I got the job. And next thing you know, I'm flying to Miami to join the cruise ship. Well, I end up on the cruise ship. And then about five months into my contract, my now wife joins the cruise ship and as a dancer. So we started dating. Um, long story short, she ended up kind of dragging me over here to the States. And uh, we decided, you know what, why don't we just combine our passions and create a business on land? So the business actually started out as no limits dance and fitness. We combined the two. And our business model was purely the the dance parents that drop their kids off for dance. They will come and they'll get a personal trainer or they'll work out or they'll do one of our classes. And that was, you know, it sounds like a great idea on paper, but as all of us business owners know, it's never that easy and it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> so basically the dad's parents would end up just 
staying in their cars or sitting in there watching their kids and they would do everything to avoid the gym, right? We think that if we give people no outs that they're going to take it, but they'll always find an out. So what we did, but what we figured out was that people weren't understanding that it was a gym. They were seeing no limits dance and fitness and assuming it was like Zumba classes, right? So it's like, you could do, you could do dance, but we did have an element of fitness too, where in reality we were a gym. So we realized our branding was off. So what we did was we split, we went two directions, became No Limits Dance Company and then No Limits Fitness. We're like, if, if we're going to build a gym, and the, and the dance company saw really fast success, the gym, not so much. Because, you know, any business where it's kids, typically, you know, parents are going to do whatever. Parents are willing to shell out whatever you right? want. They're not going to yeah. do it. For, they're not necessarily going to do it for themselves or for their health. So we needed to rebrand. So we became No Limits Fitness. Now, when we started, we had about a thousand square foot of space and it was more of like a personal training studio. I'll be honest, looking back, I don't know what I was thinking, right? It's like, we, I was passionate. I had a dream. I, say I, had funny that way. I was like, I'm just going to go for it. Well, you, you know, that might work with our own training, but business is ruthless. And, it, and it's like, before you know it, it's like, oh, we can't pay our bills or we can't, we've got to figure it out. Well, eventually we decided, look, we're going to have to make the jump to a bigger space because there's no way we're going to grow with a thousand square feet. So we've got to take that gamble. We, we doubled up to 2,200 square feet. Still small. Um, we started to grow a little bit there, uh, but it still wasn't taken off quite like I wanted it to or what the vision was in my head, but we were doing okay. Um, I was actually working another job at the time as well. So I was working another job during the day and then I'd come back to the gym at night and do my personal training and I'd do some in the morning. Um, I'm pretty sure most business owners have probably been in that situation where they're probably having to work two jobs or whatever just to invest money back into their business in the early days. So then we event eventually managed to go to 4,800 square feet. Uh, and that was where we really started to like, okay, we're becoming a bit more serious now. And... I said this, that timing, in my opinion, is everything because Facebook Marketplace was an absolute gem. It, it built my business because <laughs> I was, it, was, it was unbelievable because I look at Facebook Marketplace now and all it, it's been taken over by gym companies that just sell their equipment on there. But what I, when, when I was doing this probably three or, three or four years ago, I was finding all these pieces that people had at their homes that like, they don't know what they've got, hammer strength. Nautilus, they just managed to acquire it somewhere and I'd get it cheap. And that was how I started building the gym. I was just finding like pieces like that just to fill the space. Well, then eventually when we started to get more members, I was, I've, I've invested lots of money back in because until I get the gym where I want it to be, I see it as something I have to keep investing in. And that's something I'll do forever. Um, yeah. The minute I think you get complacent there and get sloppy, that's when you open the door for somebody else. And I've seen it. We have, we have other gyms in the area where they haven't upgraded anything in 10, 15 years and they have equipment broken down. And I think as a GM owner, that's what your members are paying for, right? Like, you, like yeah. stuff has to be fixed. It has to be, with the people can understand something being down for a week or two. But if it's not obviously being fixed and nothing's being done about it, that's when I think people start to be like, hang on a minute. They're just, they're, yeah. they're taking my money. I just want to, pause you for a minute there because i think the the gym owners that i speak with and it's a funny analogy but it's almost like a kid in a toy store like the way that you describe <laughs> yeah. acquiring different pieces of equipment it's like the passion is still there for you absolutely when when clients can see that a gym owner doesn't get excited about training or a gym owner 
doesn't take care of the facility, why would they? Exactly. You know, it's a bad, bad cultural standard to set, right? Yeah. Continue on. And so it, a couple of evolutions in, we're in 4,800 square feet. And then where did yes. we go from there? So it's funny, we, we have a member of the gym who owns a Taekwondo studio. And he was actually coming to the end of his lease. And what he was looking to do potentially was build and have somewhere that we both go in together. Well, that was, that was the plan. He said, but if you find anything else, jump on it because I, don't, I can't guarantee. Well, just so happens that a perfect spot down the road became available. Um, we knew that one unit was open because it hadn't been leased for about five years, but the unit next to it became available too, which was in much better condition. So the total combined square footage of those was 16 and a half thousand square feet. Now, luckily business had been going well, we've been able to save some money, build some capital. So when the opportunity came, we, we jumped on it like that. And now also because the, the other unit had, been, had not been leased for a long time, we were also able to get a really good deal. Um, and so it just really, you know, as I said, timing is everything. And I feel like yeah. if you're patient, I, when you're constantly chasing something, it sometimes escapes you. But when you're patient and you wait for the right time to strike, then it just seems like the perfect opportunity comes. And as long as you continue to turn up and, you know, do your job to the best of your ability and run your business the best you can, I do feel like good things are going to happen. Yeah. It's funny because some people would probably hear this story and say, oh, Will, you got so lucky. You found all of this equipment right. for cheap. You found this lease that just happened to fall into your lap. But a lot went into that to make it so that you were ready to jump on it when the time was right. There's a lot of prerequisite work as a business owner. And I'm a big believer that there is no such thing as overnight success. There's no such thing as, as luck in small business like this. Those people probably weren't there when you were working 16 hour days to build exactly. this thing. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and they don't see that anyway. Uh, so a, a number of, physical evolutions in terms of the space change and the business I'm sure operates differently today than it did a handful of years ago. But look back on that time with me for a minute, Will, just kind of from a philosophical standpoint, what's been your favorite part about running this gym so far? And what's been the hardest part for you so far? I think my, my favorite part is absolutely the, the opportunities that it's brought in order to make a difference in people's lives. And that's not just within the gym. I think we, we try and do a lot of things within our community. Um, and the, and the bigger we've grown, the more of an impact that we've been able to have, like even with this Christmas, just something simple like toys for tots where they bring a box into your gym and you can fill the, the box up with toys. Um, and it obviously goes to those less fortunate that aren't going to be able to enjoy Christmas. And so we have members that just that fill the boxes up. We've done numerous charity events so I think it's just be, being able to feel, especially for me being from England, is, is being able to feel like a part of the community and actually build our own community as well to the point where people say, oh, you know, those guys are making a difference. Those guys care. Um, and, and I'm a very progression. You know, any of us that love our training, we're all progression driven. Like we have to see things constantly like moving. And even if it slows down, as long as we're moving forward, then we're, we're happy with that. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is everybody, everybody wants to be at the end, but they don't want to take the steps to get there. But that's the best part of the whole thing. The whole process of like going from a thousand square, and, and the excitement I had 
when we went to 2200 square feet right so it's like wow this is the next step like we've evolved and it was amazing and i was just as happy then as i was moving into the 16 and a half thousand square feet and then when we went again it was like wow i never even dreamed that we could be here and and so it's like that's probably my favorite part is just you can't connect the dots when you're looking ahead but being able to look back and notice that every little thing you did that made a difference to help you get there that's probably my favorite part um yeah i, I think turn that around now anybody that's spent time in this industry knows that it's not all sunshine and rainbows at least so what's been uh what's been the hard part uh, besides covid besides right, COVID, yeah. obviously that was, i think on, probably just like I, I don't necessarily think that any of it's like so hard but it's more just like you know, you've got sometimes you have people not respecting the facility, um, you know, and you just you hold you hold a standard of things of like the way the plate should be the where bars should go where but you have to remember that when you open your doors to, you know, 600 people or 1000 people that they're not necessarily going to hold it quite to the same standard you do. And you also just have to, you know, people are always like, well, why don't you just ban them? I'm like, if we were banning people for that, we wouldn't even have any members. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, and it was a much easier to police when we were smaller. So when we had 4,800 square feet, I think we had roughly, I don't know, three, 400 members, something like that. And we knew every single face that came in. So it was easier to police that. But as you get bigger, I would say probably the hardest part is just the first two to three years. I think you just, no matter how hard you work, no matter what you do, you feel like you can never truly get your head above water. And it's, you know, it's even, even back in the very early days when I had to beg someone not to turn the power off because we'd be able to pay them the next day or, or something like that, you know? It's like, you can't explain that feeling to someone when you're doing everything in your power. Like I look at my own training and I know that the only variable is how hard I'm willing to work. Well, when it comes to business, there's so many other variables that come into play, not just the fact that you work hard. Like there's a lot of people that work extremely hard, but they'll never run a successful business because it's just, it could be the timing. Like you said, it could be something like COVID that comes in and shuts them down. You know, there might be a, a market crash or something, inflation. Yeah. Just, there's so many outside variables that can kill a business yeah. and you haven't even done that much wrong, you know? I've found that gym owners are typically not afraid of hard work. I've never met a gym owner who goes out of business because they aren't working hard. But yeah. there's an element of of work smart that gets missed a lot in our space. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of post-COVID here, Will, a lot of people listen to our show simply for ideas on how to get new clients in and, and figure out how to build their membership back up. So for you, at least, in the last handful of years, what's been successful from a marketing standpoint just to get some people through the doors? I think the, the first and foremost, um, just some of the equipment, less on the marketing side, but some of the equipment we've been able to add is, has been very specialized and unique. So I think when we post about that on our Instagram page, so obviously social media is a big form of marketing. Social media, but, yeah. but, but again, posting that you're reinvesting back into your facility, it's a, it's a great way to not only retain members, but then also bring some in. And I think people always think that that investment has to be huge, right? It's like, you got to go out and buy five new machines, but I think clients and members can be happy when you just add like a new kettlebell 
or you know something like that just maybe something unique that you bring in that other gyms don't have that people are like oh that's really cool um obviously social media the big thing for me personal training and business the best thing we've ever done is our transformations it was huge to me to become a results-driven business. I think that everybody is looking for results, whether they say that they wanna look better, wanna get stronger, or whether they say they just wanna be healthy, people wanna see that you can provide and deliver results. So I drove big into myself and big into my team. You have to be producing results and you have to post them. It, whether it's someone losing 20 pounds, whether it's someone you know going up 20 pounds on their deadlift, I think the problem we fall into as business professionals, uh, fitness professionals often is that we're more concerned about impressing our colleagues than we are about impressing the people that we're actually trying to work with, right? So it's like everybody wants to more. use the fancy words and like to, to impress the, you know, higher level coaches or trainers. It's like, well, guys, are you going to work with these people? Those are not your customers. They're not your yeah. customers, right? So it's like you need to appeal to the people that you're trying to work with. And 90% and of the time for trainers, that's not going to be athletes, Right, we we all think, oh, I want to work with that. They couldn't give two shits about. They don't give a know. shit, man. Yeah, they don't care. It's like, and they 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 won't listen to you. They'll just go and do whatever they want to do anyway. It's honestly much more satisfying half the time training the like, I don't know, forty five year old lady that just you know she wants to shed a few pounds and she wants to get a little bit stronger. And they're they're a lot more fun to train. Yeah, a lot less high maintenance. Um, yeah. So I would say, but the so other a lot of this thing. has routed through social media. It sounds like that's a huge focus for you in fitness. I mean, fitness has become synonymous with social media. Yeah. For you, at least so far as the owner, has that been entirely organic or just posting about it? Or have you put any kind of money into advertising on these platforms? It's actually been all organic. Um, so we went through a phase where, we, so Wingate University, it's a college near us. Um, we had an intern that were, they were basically, they were writing, they were using us as their, um, for their degree, whatever they would do at their test. Um, and they were writing up articles about the gym and what we offered. And then they also offered to handle the marketing of the social media page for about two months at no cost. So we allowed them to take over that platform and they did it. Well, then I have a trainer at the gym. Her name's Ali and she's, I'll be honest, I'm not tech savvy. I had to figure out how to get this Zoom call set up for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But so she's taken over that and I pay her, you know, weekly to handle that and put the posts out. But she's fantastic at creating reels. Um, and I do have other clients as well that are really savvy about that. So they're always giving me ideas. Um, I have a client that used to do the marketing for Harley Davidson. Um, so, you know, she, she now runs her own business, which she's a phenomenal marketer. Uh, and she gives me lots of ideas of things that we, we can implement. Uh, so I think when it comes to social media, just staying up with the current trends, right? It's like when reels became yeah. a thing, it's like, okay, start putting out reels. Um, and I kind of, I, I have got to a point now where I can delegate a lot more of that stuff, which is also extremely nice because once upon a time, it was like, I was doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's a know, more important point here is like, uh, nobody, I've never spoken to a gym owner who opens up a gym because they love sitting on a laptop on Facebook right. ads manager. There's just not a skill in many of our wheelhouses. Absolutely. And so delegation becomes such a huge part of this. In terms of the advertising piece or, or utilizing social media, do you think now that you guys are looking to expand into that other space or, or at any point in the future, will that be 
more on your radar as a tool to use? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely invest it. I know you can boost posts and like all of that kind of stuff. Um, so that would definitely be something that we we will look to utilize. I think now we're now we're moving into the sixteen and a half thousand square feet because I when we were at forty eight hundred, I didn't want lots of people seeing the gym at that time because we weren't where I wanted it to be. It was very crowded already, and I knew that when we expanded, that was the first impression that I would, I really want people to have. So I so we kind of we were somewhat capped around. You, you know, like the 400 member mark when we had that 4,800 square feet. Yeah. So now that we've moved into the 16 and a half thousand square feet or we're about to open up, up that other unit, I think now we can just go as hard as we possibly yeah, can. Just pedal to the metal. Absolutely, especially leading into the new year. We don't have showers. That's something that we're going to be adding. Um, you know, we never had changing rooms before. We have changing rooms now. So there's, I'm, I'm big on the whole first impression thing. So I think now that when people come in, it's, it really is the like, wow. You know, even when we were able to, in the old gym, the 4,800 square foot one, I, I painted the entire inside myself. And you could see that. Again, I'm a personal trainer. I'm not a professional. Uh, not a professional. But we didn't have the money at the time, you know, to paint someone, to hire someone to come in and do it. So like, you know what? All hands on deck. And, and again, that goes back to like, it was something that at the time I think was great for me because, you know, I look back at that and that was like, okay, well, doing that helped us get to where we are today. But when we oh, moved yeah. into this current space, we were able to hire professionals to do everything, you know, to build the walls that we needed, um, to hang the mirrors instead of me and a buddy hanging the mirrors. We had a professional company come in to do the painting. So when members came in, it was, it was wow. You know, they're like, it was almost like they got a completely brand new gym, even though the equipment was just moved into a new space. Yeah, uh, with, it's with, funny to say that it, it took seven or eight years just to get to the starting line of where we actually want to be. And I'm sure if we do this interview a year from now, you'll probably say, man, we were just getting started. We yeah, Exactly. It's, I get, I, I probably hear at least once a week and I'm sure every other gym owner is like this, man, I'd love to own a gym. Like you, this is, you've got the best thing ever. Like I'm going to open up my own gym one day. And it's like, you want to sit them down, you know, and just say, look, like, I'll be happy for you, go for it. But I think you need to understand everything that goes into this. And the fact that what you're seeing now is the product of seven, eight years of, you know, 16, 18 hour days. However, you know, and not just, you, you don't just walk around the gym talking to people, you know, and, and then training whenever you want. You're going to spend a lot of time where your own training gets sacrificed. And then also factor in that, you know, for most of us, training is our, that's where we go as like, to shut down from everybody, right? Like we go, we put headphones in, we don't have to talk to anyone. We can let our stress or aggression or whatever it might be out when we train. Well, when you own the gym, again, all eyes are on you, you know? And they know you as the gym owner. So when you're training, people might want to talk to you. They might have questions. They might want to sign up for a membership. So all of those things that also interrupt the thing, the very thing that you absolutely love doing. And, you know, there's, there's just a lot of things like that that people don't necessarily think about too. Spot on. Now, our conversation really has, has just been, what have you done in the past, Will? I want to kind of flip the script on this and look to the future a little bit. Yeah. There's been so many changes with this business over the years. And so formulate in your mind or, or kind of verbalize out what the big picture goal is here, even a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, where do you see this thing? 
I, I definitely see us having multiple locations. That's definitely the vision. Um, as I've said earlier, that you know, I I I only feel should I say, not only feel happy, but progression is what makes me happy. I don't think I can ever get this to a point where I just sit back and then I'm just like laying in a beach chair. You know what I mean? It's like that's just not how I'm driven. It's not who I am. Um, and I, I do believe that there's the potential there for us to really take this thing a long way. And the reason I have that belief is because of where we started, you know? So if I, if we just go straight into a 16 and a half thousand square foot facility, we had all that capital in the build up, and then we were just having members here, maybe I'd be more like, well, this is good, but seeing where we've been able to grow from and the distance we've been able to, you know, my, my business partner always told me you have to crawl, then you can walk, then you can run. And when he joined me, we were very much at the crawling stage. Well, since then, we've been able to walk. And right now, it feels like we're really getting into our stride and we're running. So we have the momentum, which is something that like, I absolutely want to stay on top of. So I do see us having multiple locations. I think the current location is going to be our, our main, you know, 16,500 square feet, as you said, is, yeah. a, is a large facility. Um, so it, when we look at opening up locations later down the line, I see them probably being more around the like eight to 10,000 square foot mark, because as we've been operating in the, the side we're in now, which is about 8,000, you know, it's been running very smoothly. We've got enough space to do exactly what we want to do. We've got pretty much all the machines that we want to have, although we will be adding into the other side. But just in terms of the dynamic of how the business works and operates and its profitability, I can definitely see that being the kind of size that we have when we open multiple locations. Um, the other dream of mine, just being from England and all my family's based back in England, is I would love to have a gym in England one day. Um, I think mm -hmm. it, it's definitely not like on the immediate... It's a tough place to open up a business right now, that's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, I know, for sure. I definitely wouldn't want to do it right now. Um, hopefully, though, in a few years, things might kind of level out a little bit. But that's more of like... That's not my 100% vision right now. That's just something that would like scratch an itch for me later down the line, you know. But the immediate yeah. is definitely to, to have multiple locations. Um, in the meantime, over the next year or two years, we're just going to double down and really try and add as many quality members as we can. That's one thing I'm adamant we're not going to become is a gym where we don't have any clue what's going on right? Where people are just coming in and leaving left and right. And there's no like culture or community. It's a big part of what we do is building the culture and community. And it's something that a lot of our current members don't want us to lose. But culture to me isn't, isn't the size of a gym. It's not the gym. It's the people within the gym. And between myself and all the trainers and the staff that we have, that's our responsibility to continue to make sure that we keep driving that culture. You know? Yeah, spot on, Will. It's it's an exciting conversation, especially given the humble nature of which this started. A thousand square feet yeah. to twenty-two to forty-eight to eight to sixteen and a half. <laughs> it's it's easy to look back on and, and say, This was a good decision. This was a decision that we could have done a little bit better. Right. It's a much harder conversation to say this is what we're going to do moving forward but now having the experience that you have as a business owner you're much better equipped Absolutely. to make those decisions now than you were in a thousand square feet will so it's a it's an exciting and fun conversation to have we're running a bit shy on time here but i want to save a handful of minutes at least to give you the chance to tell people where they can learn more about no limits what's the best website what's the best social media where can people go uh, so social media wise on Instagram, we are no limits fit. 
Uh, that, that's where you can find us on Instagram. So no limits fit. There's an S on the end of limit because a lot of people just put no limit fit. So it's no limits fit. Um, the uh, social, uh, sorry, the website is no limits fitness nc.com. Uh, I believe, let me just double check that because we just actually started a new one. Yeah, no limits fitness nc.com. Um, will be the website and then we do have a facebook page as well which is no limits fitness uh, so they're going to be the the three easiest ways to find us via you know, social media or website perfect straightforward and simple will this has been awesome man i i always enjoy kind of taking a tour behind the scenes in businesses like this to see how things truly function so i appreciate your willingness to share I'm excited to see Thanks what the future holds and, yeah. and especially the next few months for you. There's a lot of moving parts. So I appreciate your time and, and I wish you nothing but the best, my man. Thanks for having me, Joe. Appreciate it. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Watkins out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Boards Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Tristan Coburn from TFX Training Facility, out of Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the show, Tristan. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we're excited to have you on. I know you also go by T-Flex, so T-Flex from TFX Training Facility. Welcome to the show. <laughs> um, before we dive into the business and how you run everything, first tell us about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. I wanted to create a place that helped move the culture forward and to provide something different to the scene of bodybuilding and powerlifting here in Orlando. So that was nice. the main, main things that I, that was the main reasoning. And plus to satisfy my own passion of bodybuilding. Definitely. What did you think was like missing in the industry around Orlando that you thought you could bring? I felt that it was too, too commercialized, you know? And I think that yeah. I don't want to say like too much of a hardcore, but basically that hardcore feel, the essence and the passion of bodybuilding was completely missing from the scene. It's kind of like, it, it, it's kind of like difference between eating a fast food franchise burger, like McDonald's or something, and then eating a burger at a mom and pop's place. That's like, you get the love out of that. So here you have the love of bodybuilding and stuff here. Yeah, I love that. I think it motivates people when they walk into a space where they can feel like the other people in the gym are passionate, the owner is passionate, everyone's working hard. I think that's missing from a lot of, you know, bigger commercial gyms. So that's super cool. Um, tell us a little bit about TFX Training Facility. How do you describe it to someone who's never been in before and, and kind of the services that you offer? Uh, we're a bodybuilding gym with heavy powerlifting influences. 
um, we're a gym dedicated for people that are competitors, that it's a welcoming place for them because a lot of the corporate or commercial gyms kind of like push them aside a little bit. So this is a place that they can call home while at the same time being welcoming and opening to anybody that wants to come train, get a great workout in, meet some really cool people and be around the true, um, the true culture of whatever sport, bodybuilding or powerlifting. Yeah, I think bodybuilding, powerlifting, they get like a bad rap. Like people don't want those kind of people in their commercial gyms. But really, it's such a welcoming community. Like bodybuilders and powerlifters are like the most open to like sharing what they've learned. And they're the most like, like just inviting people to get anyone to come into the gym. So I think that's awesome that you're, you're giving that kind of a place in Orlando. Um, so how many members do you have now at the gym? Uh, currently, we're sitting at a little bit about 250, 260, roughly around there um and we're growing fast <laughs> so yeah i'm very proud of the place awesome tell me about the growth that you're experiencing what do you do to market and and get new faces in the door one of the main things that we do to market is one showing up to all the shows as many shows as we possibly can uh whether it be bodybuilding or powerlifting showing that we fully support the members that are here and it helps draw a lot of people in because then they can feel like they're part of a family part of a home uh, another marketing strategy that we do is a lot of uh, social media content. Uh, we've really amped up, amped up on that, both on my own personal page and the page for TFX, putting a lot of content out, really showing people that this is a place to learn. Hence why I called it training facility and not just gym or you know, center. This is a place that you come in, you're going to learn and you're going to work hard. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's super important. Tell me about the social media that you do. Do you promote anything on social media in terms of like paid ads or has it all been organic? It's all been pretty much organic, although we have done some paid ads. Like we had a pretty, uh, we had a paid ad for recently uh, for promoting just the gym itself in terms of trying to get more powerlifters into the facility uh, and also showcasing, you know, all of our unique equipment as well. So that helped out. That helped out pretty good. And we offered it for a three day free pass. And I think we're about to launch that pretty soon again, um, just to get another good wave of people coming in for the um, holiday season or for the new year. Yeah, definitely. I think this is the time to really hone in on that marketing because people are like their most, you know, <laughs> ready to come into a gym in the next few weeks. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, what are your plans for the future? Like, you, you mentioned to me off air about expanding. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Where do you see, see the gym in the next year or two? So within the expand, the immediate future of the expansion, we are going from a 3,200 square foot facility and we're expanding that into close to just shy of 10,000 square feet. Uh, we're going to be enhancing on everything that our members have given us feedback on. So that's increasing our cardio equipment, uh, adding more machines in, and also increasing our powerlifting area as well. So that's all going to help uh, complete the facility. And within the next five years or so, we're going to be working on our next facility as well in a different location. What's your plan once it's, you know, 10,000 square feet, um, filling that space? How do you plan to bring in, you know, even more faces and get that marketing up even more? Are you going to change anything about, about what you're doing now? Well, we're going to keep pretty much the same strategy, but what we are going to do, because we've listened to a lot of the feedback, um, we're going to order machines that are more um, 
user friendly because we do get the criticism that our machines do intimidate people. So I want to bring something that's a little more inviting, but at the same time still satisfies the need to be focused on the training and also the production of uh, enhancing programming and everything like that. So we're going to do that to help bring more, more people into the door. Are you looking to bring in, you know, general population people into the mix? Or are you looking for more people who are into the powerlifting bodybuilding building side? Honestly, we say a little bit of both. Uh, still more so on the competitive side of stuff. Just because, like I said, there's so many options out for the general public mm-hmm. that the people that do compete and stuff, they're finding less and less places that they're welcomed in. So yeah. I want to that you know, just do a little bit of opposite and go against the grain a little bit of what's already happening on the scene. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that's smart. Um, tell me a little bit more about, you know, the advertising that you've done in the past. You mentioned, you know, social media paid advertising. Is that something that you're looking to do more in the future as you grow or what's been like the biggest source of leads coming in? Our main biggest source has been word of mouth, really, really so much. Um, it's kind of like TFX is becoming that like hidden gem that people are like, oh, you really got to find out about this place from these these style of people that draws people in. And it's really helped create the environment that's produced here in, in TFX. There may be other gyms that are powerlifting gyms or uh, bodybuilding gyms, but they don't create the same envir- environment that... Um, that we have created. So definitely a place that that word of mouth is really key on as far as our marketing. Yeah, I think that's super crucial, especially in like targeting the community that you have now. Um, I think leads that come from word of mouth are the best because they already know what you do. They're already, you know, bought into the culture. Um, I'm curious, like, let's say I move to Orlando, Florida next week and I have, you know, passion for bodybuilding. How would I know that um, TFX is there? How would I um, find you guys? Uh, we are, we're actually very centrally located, right in close to the Millennia area. Um, the easiest way to describe it, what I tell people is we're right next to the Rolls Royce dealership on 35th Street. <laughs> so like everybody knows that Rolls Royce dealership because it catches everybody's eye. So we're right next to it. <laughs> yeah that definitely helps that foot, that foot traffic everyone just like seeing you there um definitely helps as far as location goes um when you open the second location like you mentioned where is that going to be do you have um plans for that yet um we're looking into a couple of areas the main area that i'm really looking into is the lake nona area mostly because lake nona has really it's going to be one of those up-and-coming places that's very technologically advanced everything's very um I don't want to say fancy, but, you know, everything looks good out there. Uh, I think TFX would be a, a great addition to that to give you that, us, that that other side. So you're away from the corporate, but at the same time, you're still getting great workouts in, and you're getting a different environment than what's already presented there in that area. Definitely. Um, what would you say is like your biggest struggle right now? If you're, you know, wanting to get to that 10,000 square foot space that's full and then opening a second space what would you say is like the biggest bottleneck you face right now um in getting to that that next level uh the biggest biggest thing is honestly getting all the permits together to do the expansion that is like 
it's so painstaking and 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 drawn out of a process yeah. that you know it hold it holds us from growing as fast as we need to so right now we're like on a standstill waiting on the last permit to build the bathrooms like little things like that that shouldn't yeah. hold <laughs> Yeah, that it takes months like it's not like something that you can just turn paperwork in and you get the permit within a couple of days no it doesn't work like that at all <laughs> far from it that's, so that's probably our biggest our biggest hurdle right now is keeping keeping them um the morale going while people are in huge anticipation for the expansion mm-hmm. that's been our biggest thing right now yeah, definitely. That's kind of a good problem to have is, you know, people are excited for the expansion, but at the same time, it's so annoying because <laughs> it's just something so small that's like keeping you from that that bigger space. Um, tell me a little bit about like your team. So who do you have behind you that helps you with, you know, running the gym, the day-to-day, um, all that stuff? Oh, we have uh, Jocelyn Isaza. Isaza. <laughs> I don't know if I say her last name, but uh, she's my wife. She, um she basically handles everything if it wasn't for her like this wouldn't have really been able to happen she handles everything from our artwork that's all on the walls to painting the marketing the creating t-shirts everything she's extremely artistic Uh, she's done our website everything like all you know this really really wouldn't have been as great as it is without her so her got um call her mommy is her mom. Uh she helps us work the front desk and everything in between, cleaning, uh helping us give a day off. <laughs> you know, so that's that's our main team there to really push this and move this forward. Yeah, I think that's crucial having a good team behind you. Um, what's like your plan, you know, as it gets to a second location? Do you have systems in place or is that something you're working on um to make this like replicatable? So there's only, you know one or two of you, you and your wife, how do you um, plan to scale it as you, as you continue to grow? Uh, we are going to be developing a team to help learn our process of how we're running the place. The hardest thing that I think that we'll face is keeping the integrity of the place as we, as we develop, because it's part of why we didn't, we don't really want to, I don't want to say we don't want to franchise it, but we want to be able to bring people on board that have a true love for the sports of uh, bodybuilding and powerlifting, you know, that can help keep the place as um, uh, fresh and innovative as it's been. So it's just more so keeping the learning curve for people to be able to understand what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. I think that's super important. Um, Yeah, I think a team is like crucial and, you know, you have to keep in mind, I think as like entrepreneurs, we want like our hands on everything and like it has to be our way. And so I feel like as you scale, there has to be some sort of process where, you know, if you're sick for a week, like nothing's going to like crumble. Like it has to be something where, you know, other people can kind of take, take leadership on it too. Um, and you have to trust other people for sure. So I think, yeah, creating those systems is going to be crucial going forward. Um, one person I, I do want to highlight is, um, is uh, one of our trainers, Chris, he's our powerlifting coach, but he also handles a lot of our marketing that we've done as far as media with social media and getting involved on that aspect. And he's one of the guys that truly loves like power, like he loves, loves powerlifting. And 
people like that is who I teach to really understand this business and understand the business of TFX to learning. So someone that I'm grooming and growing to become his own owner one day when it, when it's this time. Yeah. I think that's really important is like mentorship. I feel like we don't, we can't get anywhere without someone kind of showing us the way. Um, and that's great that you're a mentor to him and someday, you know, he'll, he'll be able to take on more responsibility as well. Um, who do you go to for mentorship um, in this industry? Well, I have a lot of people. Main person I go to is Andre Vaughn. He's, he's been my posing coach for the past 20 years. It's like my, it's like my second dad, you know, um, he's always helped me out when it through anything, any type of adversity I've gone through or anything, he's been there for me without question, just always been there for me. Um, I have another friend, Yvette. She's not so much in the industry in terms of like being a coach or anything like that, but she's just been there to watch me grow and has supported me along the way. So if I ever have questions and stuff, she's also an entrepreneur. So she's owned her own businesses and things. Then we have Sam Yehia. He owns Pro Body Tech out in Miami or Pro Body, Pro Body Empire now is what it's called. Oh, Tony Torres. He owns um, Iron Temple Gym. I've learned a lot from him. Randy Scotes, Idol Maker. I learned, man, insane amount of stuff from Randy. Randy really taught me a lot. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? I don't want to forget anybody. No, like, okay. <laughs> I'm just curious to, yeah, I'm just curious to hear. I feel like, especially in the bodybuilding community, everyone is like so supportive of each other. I feel like mentorship is so crucial, especially um, in this community. So yeah, I always like to highlight that because I think that's one of the best parts about the bodybuilding community is everyone, you know, is supportive of each other and shares what's worked for them. And so um, I think that's something that other industries should be taking from the bodybuilding industry. It's just how, you know, supportive and how much we build each other up. Um, so I just like to hear, hear how that's helped you in your career. Yeah. And the thing I love is that like, I have my mentors and they're still here with me to today. It's not like, you know, I can't speak to them or anything. I can even go straight down to Miami and visit them and watch and see what they're doing. And I've watched and grown how much they've grown their business and they've watched how much I've started to where I'm at now with my business and it all comes full circle for everybody yeah I think that's so that's so cool how you can all just watch each other grow and help it build each other up um kind of going back to like the business side of things so now you have you know around 250 members how do you keep the current members that you have long term how do you you know focus on retention and keep people clients for the long term one of the main things that we do is they always see us working. Anytime that they've requested anything, I've done my best to try to get it as fast as possible. Now, of course, with things being slower in terms of like the supply chain stuff, it's a little bit harder and more expensive to come across, but they see the effort that I'm putting in as opposed to if they go to another corporate gym, they can request things all day and nothing. <laughs> So at least here, they see it, like they see the effort, they see everything, and then they see how quickly I'm able to get things that they want. And then with the expansion, they understand that I'm committed to everything that they've requested from us. So we're going to try to get all of it done in pretty much one shot, like, you know, to get all the requests and everything that we can handle. Because a lot of the requests was mostly to be handled in terms of getting more space so we can provide more equipment. Mm -hmm. That's good. They like what you're doing. They just want more of it. That's good feedback. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, tell me something that you wish you would have known, you know, years ago before you opened your own gym. What is something that you wish you could go back and tell yourself about the industry or being a business owner? Just like a piece of advice. I wish I would have known to just do it myself, which uh, it's it's kind of a, of, a, of a weird thing because of the fact that like I'm always someone that's so much about the team and helping other people that when I was trying to start a gym, I've been trying to start a gym for 10 years and I always try to partner with people and things. And I realized like people don't have the same intentions as I have with things. So things end up kind of crumbling apart. And when I finally say, when I finally decided to say, okay, I'm gonna give it one last try, you know, me and wife, we were just gonna do it ourselves. It all worked out perfectly the way we needed it because we were on the same page and we had the same exact goal of where we're going with stuff and it was able to work out. So I wish I hadn't wasted, I don't want to say wasted because it was all experiences. I wish I had, you know, tried it myself first beforehand and avoided all of that because then we probably a lot of time we could have been you know a little bit further than what we are you know if it was more time that's interesting how did you know that your ideals maybe didn't match up with like your business partners what kind of gave that away for you or or made you realize that you need to go in your own direction um the main thing was from just conversations with people um seeing their actions and stuff and when it got to the point of like where you couldn't have the conversation with the person because they only want to talk about the money, but they're not paying attention to what equipment you're putting in, the importance of the floor, the importance of all the of what type of plates you're going to use. When they don't want to hear any of that, they only want to hear what numbers they can bring in and what they can get out of it. It's always a me, me, me. What is my ROI of stuff? Yeah. It, it kills any type of love that you have for something it's like oh you're gonna make another like watered down type of gym and that's not something I really wanted to do and it's not to say that the money wasn't important it was very important to me but it wasn't in the reasoning of why I'm doing all this you see it's 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 not the end all be all type of thing and that's what it became to majority of of our partners that we that were trying to partner with us yeah that makes total sense so now going forward it's just you and your wife and you guys have, you know, grown it all organically yourselves and are opening a second location now, just the two of you. Yes. yes. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> um, what, okay. Before we sign off, tell me your favorite part about owning a business, owning a gym and your least favorite part. My favorite part of owning the gym is <laughs> that the gym is that we were able to do and move the culture forward you know through innovation through helping people providing something for the community and providing our stamp within the culture to show that we're going to lead rather than being a follower of everything the least favorite part <laughs> I think the least favorite part is besides the permits <laughs> Yeah, it'll either be, um, I don't know, because I, I love it all. So I guess the least favorite part would be the cleaning, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I even take enjoyment in that because of the fact that it's like, 
I get to clean up. Not say I get to clean up, but it's like you see the effort that everybody puts into it because here everybody puts their weights back and stuff. So it's like the cleanup's not even that bad. So, okay. <laughs> so it's like I would say I would say cleaning up dog fur because we allow people to bring their dogs here. Uh, so sometimes the dogs they have some really furry dogs and they they shed a lot. So that would probably be the worst thing. <laughs> That would be the, my least favorite thing there. That's cool that you allow dogs there, like inside the gym. You allow dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. My dog, dog yeah. Awesome. When I was going to the other bigger gyms and I had gotten my puppy Kilo, I had to have him with me all the time because oh. he's like a child. You know, I got to take care of him. And they, the gym owners thought it was just so weird for me to have a dog there. But if you go to Miami and stuff, most of those gyms, you can bring your dog in, you know, as long as they mess up, you clean up. It's simple. So yeah. I just kept the same, same flavor here. That's I love I that. That's awesome. I know. There's a gym here I bring my dog to. And that's funny. Your dog's name is Kilo. My dog's name is Flex. <laughs> <For real? laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> close to here yeah. um t-flex yes. thank you so much for all of your contributions to the podcast today before we sign off tell us where can we find you what's your social media what's your website anything else you want to share uh you can find our website at tfxtrainingfacility.com uh, my social media my personal page is tflex t-f-l-e-x-x-001 and then you can also follow our the gym page, which is TFX underscore training facility. And that's both on Instagram. Uh, I have my YouTube channel coming out soon, which will showcase everything about the gym, plus me as a bodybuilder. And you find that at TFlex as well. And yes, that's all, all my contacts. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today and all of your contributions. Everyone check out TFX training facility if you're in Orlando, Florida. Also look out for T-Flex on YouTube. That'll be exciting. Um, But thank you so much for your contribution today. Um, And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lloyd's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Risa from Raw Effects in Henrico, Virginia. Welcome to the show, Risa. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. 
Absolutely, I'm doing well. Of course, Risa, I am glad that you're doing well and I'm happy that you're here to you know, talk about your gym business and what it is that you're doing. But before we dive into the nitty gritty business side of things, I'm curious, when you first established this gym business, what was the vision you had in mind for it? Um, the, the vision was to excel, to do something different other than just exercising. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to deal with individuals mentally, physically, and more spiritually, you know, um, uh, it's, it's more like holistic, a holistic aspect. So just, just opening doors to that to individuals, because it, it's not always about exercising. It's about more a mental aspect. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it's physical, but just kind of get people to recognize that they need to love themselves a little bit more than versus the outside more than as well as the inside, I should say. Mm -hmm. So more holistically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally like that approach because I mean, I, you know, work with a personal trainer, you know, he helps me with my health and everything. And it's like working inwards to outwards helps so much more like a holistic approach getting the mindset down physical you know training nutrition all that stuff i love that approach so you know for the listeners understanding of you know who you are and what it is that you do why don't you give them your elevator pitch so what services do you provide to your clientele okay well the services are a very wide range and we like offering a variety of things so mm -hmm. it's personal training mm -hmm. uh, fitness group so i should say group uh, exercises um meaning we have group classes mm -hmm. and also meal prep meal prep excuse me meal planning and um you know a lot of one-on-one -on -one training is more um more specific for a lot of individuals, mm -hmm. but then also we offer massages okay. and um, consultations, meaning sometimes people just want to come in for consultations to figure out what, which way they want to go, just some insight, you know, a, a nice consultation. And then um, we do uh, meal planning mm -hmm. as well. And then we have what you call more like a juice, juicing, um, planning because people like doing juicing as well. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that we do offer. And also we have a um, powerlifting. Um, we do powerlifting as well. That's a concept that's in there. Mm -hmm. Have a team of 26 women. Yeah, powerlift. There you go. Do that's travel. fun. Mm -hmm. So that's also in there. Being competitive, a lot of a competitive sports. Yeah. So I have individuals who do a competitive as far as stage competition mm -hmm. yeah so we do yoga meditation mm -hmm. all those things which is really really good so and and again i'll go back to the holistic portion because all of it is holistic mm -hmm. yes so offering those different things it gives a, a individual a variety of things what they feel is comfortable for them you know mostly yes yeah it it sounds like you have an all-around approach to offering services. I mean, you got the group training one-on-one, -on -one, the juicing, the meal prep, the, the yoga, massage, all that stuff, making sure that your clients are, are basically getting all their needs, you know, fulfilled and having them feel comfortable in there. So I'm curious with all those services there, how many people are you serving in your facility right now? So that's a great question. So I have about, um, it's about 83, maybe 85 members. Mm -hmm. 
um, at our gym facility. So just to give you an idea, the facility is 2,400 square feet. Okay. And it's not very large at all. Yeah. But um, we do have members, but we also have non-members that come in as well. People who just drop in, mm-hmm. you know, have questions or just want to drop in for a class, just any other different yeah. services. But with the members, yes, we do have approximately 83 to 85. Now, I'm not going to say all the members attend to everything mm. or every day. Um, it just depends on what the day is like or what they're what they're choosing to look for or things of that nature. But um, right now, um, I would say uh, probably on a daily basis, I would say maybe about 30 people maybe 30, 35 people per day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We do something early in the morning, like 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm I'm training all day, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then 5.30 in the morning is classes. We hold classes at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. Prime time right there. Yeah. Prime time. Because people want to want to work out before they and go. get out work. of the way, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I'm, I'm training individuals daily, you know, throughout the, mm-hmm. throughout the day. And then, then we have evening classes. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say anywhere, say, say about 30 to 35, maybe 40 per day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, okay. it's, it's, it's a very good, um, you know, the, the, the variety and the morale and mm-hmm. the, the difference of uh, personalities that we have. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So overall, 85 members, correct? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is that somewhere you want to stop at or eventually bring more people in? Because you do have 2,400 square feet there. No, I want to have more. Um, Good. I, I, my goal is to bring in as many as I can. Mm-hmm. Because I say this, um, we have members who who say, hey, you know, I want to join. I want to be a member. I love what I see. Mm-hmm. I love the atmosphere, blase, blase. But um, they don't always participate mm-hmm. as they say they will mm-hmm. and our goal is to pull them in and keep them going but sometimes it's not a daily base basis for them mm-hmm. so just trying to keep them going can be a challenge okay. you know? but the thing is um not all of them will come so that's why the numbers can fall all a little bit because you're trying to gain and keep everybody going. You know, you well, want to keep everybody. There's always that person right. leaving too. Yeah, 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 exactly. And sometimes you get where they don't want to renew their membership, and we understand because of some different things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's we we try to keep them to stay with us and, mm-hmm. and let them know how value their their health and their you know their yeah. health and their fitness um, goals are. So that's mm-hmm. that's important. Yeah. Okay, so hypothetically speaking, how many people could you handle at your facility? Uh, well, actually, I've had um, all the, you mean as far as a group? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, okay. I've actually had 55 people in my building at one time. That is good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have had 55 people, and I actually coordinate the entire group mm-hmm. myself. Yes. So was that pre-pandemic or recently? Uh, this was uh, after after the pandemic. Okay. Okay. So so what do you think? Well, actually, first question here is, you know, what's the size of the you know the group classes? Like, how many people can you fit in per class? 
Well, actually, we can fit in um, 45 people for class. So okay. sometimes it ranges anywhere from, I want to say maybe 12 to 20 people. Mm -hmm. Just depends on what type of class it is. Because everybody has their favorite class, you know, it could be mm -hmm. Zumba or it could be, because like me, I teach cycling, I teach uh, trampoline. Yeah. I teach all, I'm, I teach all variety of different classes. So, you know, everybody has their choice of what they like, mm -hmm. um, strength and conditioning. So it just depends um, what that class is. But um, I would say anywhere up to maybe 12, you know, 20, it could be 25, it just depends. Yeah. Okay. I, I do myself, I get a lot of people come into my class a lot. So mm -hmm. I can get up to maybe 20 to 25 people sometimes. Okay. So what are you doing for marketing right now to get those people in? Social media has been my thing. Okay, good. I'm, I'm big on social media. That's encouraging. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I, I guess with me, I encourage our members because, um, they are the ones that are gaining the experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they talk about raw effects, about what they receive and what they like about it, mm -hmm. they promote for us. Yeah. I mean, they talk about everything that they enjoy. So I push to my members or anyone, even if they're training with me, even if they're not, if they're a non-member, I do ask them to rate us. Mm -hmm. so, uh, tell people about us and ratings I, do help yeah it does it does and then I also when they do that I do um I like to give give little things away when they bring someone in mm -hmm. things of that nature so um that that's always been a big plus because we have such a great foundation with especially with our members and people who come in and just really really enjoy the services that we have Mm -hmm. yes okay so that's like the the word of mouth side of things right Correct. and word of mouth is awesome for it one is. thing because it's free you don't have to put right. any kind of marketing dollars or or spend money for it. it's right. free right. the downfall though you know from what i've experienced and what i've seen in this industry is that you're not able to predict how many people come through the door on a monthly basis right so that brings me to my next question here you said you do social media mm -hmm. so is that strictly organic or do you also do paid advertising for social media? Well, actually, um, we set up social media every day. Mm -hmm. So we just put put the camera up where people can see our classes because people are more visual. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can tell people about what you've done and they like to hear from other people, but they also like to see. Mm -hmm. They like to see the work. I'm like, wow, you know, I like that. That's a lot of intensity there, or this class is fun, blah, blah, blah. So we do that every day. So we go live. We go live every day. We set cameras up. So sometimes we have maybe two or three cameras set up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I might do um, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they have TikTok out there, all that. So, and, and yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. So I get a lot of people who come in and chime in and or they might even follow the workout. So I don't really charge anything for that. It's just mm -hmm. more, um, it's on exposure. Right, right. And and I feel like this, it's nothing wrong with uh, giving back something. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother me at all. I just like for them to see it. And so that way they can, when they do come in, they're aware mm -hmm. of, oh, I saw this class on, on um, social media. So I decided to come in and take it, you know, because yeah. there's always a different vibe when you come in. And exactly. 
yeah. the grass is never greener on the other side exactly. right yes, yes yeah 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 so yes so yeah because i actually noticed on your facebook page that you do do that almost every single day like you guys have like a camera up in the corner yeah recording the whole class, the whole class. um but I'm curious, you know, for the business, do you think that's predictable, like to track how many people come in? Uh, it can. It, yes. I'll say yes. Okay. Because um, sometimes, you know, our classes are not always full. And, you know, especially when we get around to the holiday time, people kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a little They naturally slow. slow down until the new year. Yeah, yeah, because the new year is always like, hooray you yeah. know, all this excitement and then yeah. 30 days in they're like oh yeah. never mind i don't have any discipline i'm done right right so um and we do um we we do look at our numbers and things of that nature but i guess i get into um i'm, I'm always trying to challenge adding more mm-hmm. when i mean adding more adding more classes changing up the the whole class thing, adding mm-hmm. something and being creative. Um, creative is, is, a, is, a, is a thing for people, you know. Creativity is an amazing thing. Yeah, and I always say if you're creative, you can be creative as long as it's effective, meaning it has to be effective to the body. Mm. You, know? um, you want to make sure it, it's working the correct muscles, the form, everything. You know, you mm-hmm. can be creative. There's nothing wrong with that, but you don't want to be creative and you don't want to be so creative they're going out to Pluto. You want to stay right, right, right. here. Right. And you don't want to injure anybody or things of that nature. But mm-hmm. people like that creativity. They really do. They like something different. Changing your classes up. And this is something that I do go over with my instructors, those who are there with me. Mm-hmm. And I call them my team. They're they're my team. And I have others who are there. Um, who teach so we try to add a little bit more variety you know or even two instructors teaching one class you know sometimes something called like a double takeoff or triple threat or whatever they call it you know they just kind of bring that that volume in and interest Mm -hmm. yeah so okay so mainly what you do is you try to keep it creative you want to always be kind of like not changing it but like mixing it up just to you know bring that excitement in for the for the yeah. prospects or, you know, clients to keep on coming in. So, you know, my next question for you is, you know, I was, well, let, let's just preface this first. Okay. I love to ask this question because it gets you thinking about the business side of things. Mm-hmm. What do you think or feel is the biggest bottleneck right now that is keeping you from getting to the next level of business? Um, that is actually a good question. <laughs> Um, sometimes we promote, you know, Mm -hmm. how, what, how we can get out there more, even if there's somewhere where we need to get out in the community more or, um, something, some type of advertisement, Mm -hmm. you know, something that could be catchy and, and basically to people who've never who don't know about raw effects. So I would say on that end, um, because it's almost like we're doing all the things, but I would I would probably say um, maybe setting up a table and just having a whole community come out and you know, you're you'd be involved with other uh, businesses or things of that nature. I mean, sometimes we do those things as well, but I would say maybe more of promoting, promoting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
or, or some type of advertisement, you know, um, I don't know, maybe some type of commercial, you know, you see a lot of gyms doing commercials mm-hmm. and offering, um, discounts and things of that nature because that's what we do but i i can see that part maybe adding more to what we would need to do to i agree with you wholeheartedly here right to get our more yes yeah because if you really do want to grow this business and you know stay on track advertising is extremely important because let's just be real here this industry, we lose members every month, but if we're able to exactly. bring that net, you know, member number up, you're perfectly yeah. fine. Right. Um, and I really want to, you know, dial in on this, not only for you, but for the listeners as well, guys, right. like the best way to get consistent members is through the paid advertising on social media is because there's a billion monthly users on right. Instagram and Facebook and you're able to control how how many people you basically find right um you're able to set a certain radius find your ideal client and put a certain amount of marketing dollars to those people mm-hmm. um and really that's just the best way to do it obviously the word of mouth is great because there's connections and the community there but if you want to get consistent lead flow guys it's through the facebook paid advertising right. Right. but back to you here Risa, i'm curious going into you know 2023 What's the main priority for this business? Oh, wow. Um, you know, every year I, I always set goals. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Be ambitious. Yeah. So every and year. growth minded. <laughs> every good. year supposed to be a better year for you. Mm-hmm. You thrive better. Not to go backwards. So you make changes. Mm-hmm. Add something new to the table whatever that is that you know that it's going to bring people in. So uh, 2023, yes, we have a lot of great things coming and that we're doing, we're setting up now and um, we're putting in them into action. And um, it's going to be very exciting. I'm looking forward to it myself because mm-hmm. um, I am a goal getter and I believe in setting those goals and staying with those goals. Yeah. So yeah, that's me. I'm but excited for you. Yeah, every year it's when you, you know, you, you work in, it's like you work in that year. So like here we are in 2022, you're working in the year, but you're also working for the next year coming. But what Mm -hmm. are the, what is the next year's goals? And are these goals promising? And that's what you tell yourself. And yes, my goals are promising. So we've already put some things into a perspective and place mm-hmm. and actually in action now because we've already set these dates and doing things. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. And there's this, this saying that I want to share here. Um, it's, you know, the larger the foundation, the higher the peak. Right. So the more you you know, place for the foundation and for your pillars of the business, the higher the peak you'll be able to achieve. Um, And it does look like we are running short on time here, Risa, but before we sign off, I have one final question for you. Very deep question. Okay. When you first got into this business almost five years ago now, what is that one piece of advice that you would give yourself in order to pull through and push through, you know, gym ownership? Never give up. If you love what you do, you never give up. And your passion is real within your heart. You never get up. 
because it will always be there. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes you move forward. So that's me. It's in my heart. So I'm never giving up because I love what I do. Yes. That's, that's awesome, that's, Mason. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, absolutely. Um, Last thing here, if you don't mind, share your socials and your website with our listeners so they can find you on the internet. Okay. Well, I'm Risa Weatherspoon. I'm the CEO and gym owner of Raw Effects in Henrico, Virginia. Um, our phone number is 804-822-1769. Website is www.raweffects.com. We are on uh, Facebook, Instagram as Raw Effects, mm -hmm. um, TikTok as well. And um, we, we're just out there. So we just say, hey, come visit us, come see us. We have so many things. And just to let you guys know, a little tad. I am now a master personal trainer. I received my degree as a master. So now I'm master. Congratulations. <laughs> Taking a while to get that, huh? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. and I say anytime when you're in an industry and you love what you do, you should move up, get all the education you need to, to reach the goals that you need in your business. Yeah. Yes. So that makes us important. So to really piggyback on that, yes. be growth minded be a learner, be willing to push through the resistance, be resilient right. and have fun. That's right. That's, That's right. awesome, Lisa. Yes. Well, thank you, Lisa, for hopping well, on the podcast you. today. I appreciate it, was, it so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you Absolutely. and to everyone else who tuned in today. We appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and the subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.